As the lone figure stepped out in front of the massive stone columns of the Lincoln Memorial, a great hush seemed to settle over the multitude of people that stretched nearly as far as the eye could see. Black and white, young and old, dignitary and day laborer, with eyes gazing upward, all looked to the tall and graceful woman standing before the bank of microphones. With eyes closed and head held high, Marian Anderson's majestic voice rose above the crowd as she sang with an intensity that was spellbinding. My country, tis of thee, sweet land of liberty. Marian was praised by presidents and kings for her exceptional voice, which resonated with a sheer emotional impact that was unequaled. But for much of her life, she was barred from public establishments because of the color of her skin. Although uncomfortable with the role of social activist, Marian Anderson still set an inspirational example for other African Americans. Grace, dignity, generosity, and professionalism were her guidelines. A woman of ambition, she put her career goals first above all else, except faith and family. Truly an instrument of both song and inspiration, Marion's was a voice uplifted. Chapter 1. Family History A singer starts by having his instrument as a gift from God. The Civil War had ended just 30 years before Marion Anderson's birth, and her paternal grandparents had been among those who joined the swelling tide of black Americans moving northward from the rural South to seek job opportunities in larger cities. Benjamin Anderson came to Philadelphia from Virginia's Tidewater region with his wife and children. They were the first of the family to settle there. Quiet in nature and small in stature, Marion's grandfather seemed an odd match for his tall and outspoken wife, Mary Holmes Anderson, who was known as Isabella. Striking features and high cheekbones were evidence of her Native American ancestry. Marion's father, John Berkeley Anderson, was the oldest of their five children. Tall and good-looking, John had an outgoing and lively personality, as well as a fine singing voice. During the summer of 1895, John, then 19, met Anna Delilah Rucker, a 21-year-old schoolteacher from Lynchburg, Virginia, who was visiting her sister in Philadelphia. Even on tiptoe, the tiny Anna barely reached John's shoulder. The couple fell in love and married later that year. After their marriage, John and Anna moved into a friend's house in South Philadelphia, where they rented a second-floor room. It was here that Marion, the first of their three daughters, was born on February 27, 1897. While some documents, such as Marion's passport and driver's license, listed her birth year as 1903, a copy of a birth certificate found among Marion's personal papers after her death shows the correct date. 
Note. The Migration North. Following the Civil War, a great migration of African Americans headed northward to cities like New York, Boston, and Philadelphia in search of employment and a better standard of living. Although they were often more highly skilled in fields such as carpentry and blacksmithing than their northern counterparts, new arrivals usually were not able to find the jobs for which they were trained. In addition, they competed with the North's rapidly growing immigrant population. In New York City, more than 75% of African American men were employed as brickmakers, cooks, or domestics, such as butlers. Only a very few held skilled positions such as that of architect or engineer.